Do you like books? Are you tired of reading them yourself? Are you unable to summon a student of Viscera to read them to you? Then try Audible.com. It has a better library than the Fry Corps, and it won't even make you wear kinky armor. You can wear that on your own. Head to http colon slash slash www.audibletrial.com slash breach notes. It's better than brilliance. Hello and welcome once again after uh, probably a long hiatus here to Lecture Notes from the Breach, the Malifaux podcast from Midwest Wargaming. Uh, with me today are Joseph, Derek, and Flynn. We have the whole cast straight from the start and I think everyone's here because they're excited to talk about uh, the January 2018 errata, which brings uh, a completely different flavor than last year's errata. A lot of this errata is just done with permanent marker. Oh, 100%. I'm really excited to bust out my, like, 10 colors of Sharpie I bought for a completely different purpose one time and then never even opened. Time to huff those and have some fun. I mean, yeah. Okay, West Virginia. (laughs) We have real drugs in Minnesota. (laughs) Well, you gotta have a nice side dish of some proper PVA glue. (laughs) I don't even know what you people are talking about. Yeah, I don't know what this Appalachian bumpkinry is going on, but uh, let's move on to having Derek tell us about our wonderful host, Midwest Wargaming. Our host and sugar daddy, Midwest Wargaming, is the best website on the entire internet for hobby wargaming in the Midwestern United States. With articles from a diverse group of tabletop generals and a few confused experts, you can find articles on painting, playing, and mastering a variety of popular war games, especially War Machine, Infinity, Guild Ball, and our favorite, Malifaux. Come check it out, and if you find yourself with something to say on any war game at all, reach out and we'll help you find your own soapbox at http colon slash slash www period Midwest Wargaming, period, com. Uh, now we'll just jump into the errata. Uh, Joseph, I thought we'd go in the same order as the uh, weird announcement of the errata went. Not to be confused with weird accidentally leaking them via the app about a full day before they announced the errata. And subsequently breaking the app for like two days for some people. Yeah, all those Apple users were fine, but what do yeah. we care about them anyway? They only dominate the market. We were great, thanks. Hold on, you have an iPhone out there? Yeah, that's where all the good board game apps are oh that's a good point but that's why the good lord invented ipads sorry joseph an ipad is like a computer that you can hold in your i'm gonna take the editing for this one alex you can shut the up (laughs) an ipad iPad is like a chalkboard that you hold in your hand but it also has videos you're telling me it makes the picture glow yeah now now is this gas or charcoal powered uh propane yeah Hank Hill taught me to always use propane. It's a clean burn. It is a clean burning fuel. <laughs> Taste the meat, not the burn. What are we talking about? Where are we? Uh, we're talking about the ice golem. Okay, yeah. He doesn't uh, like propane. Um, so basically all of these errata just moved soulstone costs with two exceptions. So the ice golem used to be cost 10. Now it's cost nine. Flynn, you obviously are famous as a guy who dug deep into to Rasputina, what are your feelings? Uh, he's not here. Let's just take a break quick. Apparently I'm here. Oh, he's here. Yeah. Yay, Flynn. Do you want to tell us what your thoughts are on the Ice Golem now costing nine soul stones instead of ten? Uh, he's still not going to get taken. That's mean. I can't but wait not... to see how Joseph edits that particular section, though. Nine is less than ten, though. Nine is less than ten. It's also more than you would have to pay for him. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you could and... pay a card for him later. He might get summoned in, though. Hint, he's not. 
Um, Summoner Rasputin is kind of fun. I only summon Ice Gammon with her, but the idea that I could summon Ice Golem was enticing. Yeah, I mean, I think the problem is people were already taking Snowstorm, and Snowstorm was already more expensive, so people are used to paying 11 for Snowstorm, so the fact that Ice Golem is 9 or 10 doesn't really matter because you are already going to take Snowstorm. So here's my thought, so. is that you can probably take the Ice Golem instead of Snowstorm if you're playing in close deployment. I still would Where rather take Snowstorm because she's better in melee. What if you took yeah. both of them? But the Ice Golem does hit really hard. Uh, and at nine soul stones, the fact that you don't have to use any of its AP to move Rasputina up the board in close deployment probably means that you can take those two soul stones and savings and, you know, either spend them to buy some more blasts by putting, you know, positive twists on your attack or, you know. But you just, just... Put, you put one model next to it in engagement that has hard to kill. Congratulations, I've solved your Ice Golem threat. I mean, Rasputina can probably just make make that go away um i think overall i'm in agreement that the ice golem is still not great at nine soul stones he needs an eradicate um or something I mean, else really he needs our like armor two or armor three like he needs to be tougher is really what he needs but that's apparently not an option um but 11 soul stones snowstorm will probably still be hired but nine soul stone ice golem will not i don't think that made a significant change in the hiring decision okay next model uh, the captain lost a point uh basically it re he really lost two points because his unique upgrade also lost a point uh the captain now costs nine um he really didn't get taken in arcanist often um i actually liked taking him with uh may fang more than i did with iron sides i took him with but... may fang and rasputina sometimes yeah like i think he's a great option instead of snowstorm for moving rasputina around but spending nine soul stones for models its primary job is going to be moving other models around is not ideal well also you but have the he threat does have the relic hammer you have the threat of, hey, if you get close to him, all of a sudden he goes into relic hammer mode. Yeah, he's bulletproof, so he can't shoot. He has a little bubble of bulletproof. Uh, his unique upgrade, Patron's Blessing, uh, gives him Casting Expert, which gives him uh, basically a free push each turn. Um, if you're going to take the Captain, you're probably going to take Patron's Blessing now that it doesn't cost two. It never should have cost two, but it costing two before made that a hard choice to make if you're going to take him, since you didn't take him very often anyway. Yeah, I mean, the difference between 10 and 12 is reasonable. Like, I like the captain, but I played two games with Arcanist, so, you know. Yeah, and I, you know, I think in 2018, the ability of him to move everything around is going to be really important, but I don't think that was something that Arcanists didn't have available for those types of scheme pools or cheaper. I think Colette is still going to be better at those types of scheme pools than any crew with the Cavus coin. So let's move on to the Marcus section of the buffs, shall we? Because apparently the Errata team looked at it and was like, you know who could be fun if Marcus used Arcanist beasts again? Or if he used Arcanist models that were beasts. Because a very popular build was just Marcus good stuff. Sure. And you just didn't take beasts. You just took like Howard Langston and Joss and some other things. I mean, that list is still going to be around, but there's definitely going to be some of these beasts in. Uh, the first of which is the Horcat Pride, which is four soul stones now. It used to be five. Uh, and I was looking at the Horcat Pride today preparing for this podcast even though i own them and uh theoretically 
they should know what they do. Uh, and this is a phenomenal interceptor at four soul stones. Yep. At four soul stones, I can see putting one of these into every Arcanist list. Like, honestly, like, it probably was really usable at five, but nobody did just because, you know, nobody used the Arcanist beast. But at four soul stones, like, it's hard to shoot. It's manipulative. Uh, it heals back up when it kills thing when it kills things you get negative twist to shoot at it it's got I mean, uh, it's got a consume too doesn't it yeah and it, it got and it has consume when it kills the scheme runners that it's opposing like this is a really good interceptor for four soul stones like right. also it's you not going to be like at... phenomenal at putting down its own scheme markers it has no tricks for that but it'll eat that cruel again or eat that necropunk straight up terror tots height one gremlin yeah. height one yeah uh, i don't think it has that trigger where it eats height one things it's consume allows it to heal all the way back to full when it kills something dumb but that's still like that's a really good four soul stone model like um you know i think counter scheme running is always going to be a strategy that appeals to some people like instead of me scoring points i want to stop you from doing so alex Horcat, it does have it has both does it have both? It has yeah, it Eat does. Your Fill and Devour. Except well, for like, except for Devour, you need a nine of crows and it's versus their defense. That is true. But so then, you are going to need but serious then again, cards you, in here. You are able to get this from a four Solstice model. So I believe that is worth yeah. the trade of needing a nine of crows and them still being able to get through it. Yeah, I think that this is certainly an interesting all Arcanist list option. Probably not for Mei Feng. Because um, she kind of wants her cheap stuff to still have the construct con uh, construct trait, but for the rest of the Arcanist Masters, um, certainly an option. I think I'm probably not going to take it in Send Deep over one of the Gammon as well, but but they can cast spells, the cats. <laughs> Yeah, and they do have, and they also have pass through, so they can move through other models. So yeah, I mean, they're I like them. I always like them just from the model. So yeah, yeah, it's a great model. The one edition ones I have are, I mean, they look great. Also, uh, the new ones also look great. Like it's, it'll be fun to see them actually get played. Uh, I think that they probably could have been played at five if the Arcanist Beasts were more popular, but you can also be tricky with your construction and only put two on a base, and it follows the weird construction guidelines of needing to be two thirds weird model in order to be legal. Interesting, and then you've got to free cat yeah you can have hey like hey rasputina needs a pet for your avatar or well, emissary or whatever give her a cat both of them, and then you get three whore cats instead of two well neither need a spare base i mean sure 40 millimeter base That's... is pretty hard to track down yeah <laughs> all right the next arcanist beast to get an errata improvement is the slate ridge mauler which is back for its second improvement now it will cost seven and for that seven you get 10 wounds on just an incredibly hard to kill bear. Rawr. Well, let's uh, go through how hard it is to kill because this is probably the first time we're even remotely talking about this thing. It has yeah, we bear... talked about it back when it got its upgrade for sure. Yeah, I don't think so. It has bear skin armor, so you may ignore damage from pulses and blasts. It's impossible to wound and it's hard to kill. Yeah. And it has a frenzied, so when it has five or fewer wounds, its melee attacks have plus two damage, which means his melee range goes to four, five, seven. Listen, people didn't play it at eight that's a really good seven soul stone model and also with his errata grade he gets a a mini push mm -hmm. to make up for the fact that it's really slow well, uh, now I mean, it's still really can... slow and still has all the weaknesses it had but at seven soul stones those weaknesses are a lot more acceptable but it's now deceptively fast because you can mini push and charge and then you have a two inch engagement as well also it's a six armed or it's a four armed two-legged bear so it's also covered you know, in like that. dire spikes 
Yeah, it seems like something you'd want to give a hug. I mean, dire bears are, I mean, they're cool. All right, so then the next is the big arcanist snake, the razor spine rattler, which also lost a point in soulstone cost. It now costs six, where it provides you nine wounds. And I think that unlike kind of the rest of the beasts that got fixed, this doesn't make me want to hire the razor spine rattler anymore. I think this is just a, now a solid include for Marcus now. And not anything else. It gives you but more I think points even to Marcus work with has from Marcus. Kind of better options. Because really what the Razor Spine Rattler is designed around is being really good at attacking, you know, via disengaging strikes. And I can't remember the last time you know I faced a significant number of disengaging strikes. Or even a disengaging strike at all on any turn other than the fifth turn. It's also deceptively fast because as a tactical action for two AP, it can move nine inches, ignoring severe terrain, and then and it makes a 1 AP melee attack at the end. So that yes. way, it can dig a itself charge. into engagement. It's a one attack charge, but you get yeah. to ignore severe for it, and it's too higher than its actual charge value. I think when you compare this to the Pride and the Mauler, and even Kojo, who we're going to talk about next, it really doesn't compare to those. This might be hired at 5. This is the medium option. Yeah, like, I think buffing the other beasts had a much more likely to hire them effect than buffing your razor spine rattler by dropping its cost but maybe you live in a meta where people aren't afraid of disengaging strikes and try to leave all the time in which case obviously the razor spine rattler gets a lot better but kojo the uh enforcer beast drops two soul stones in cost down to six and I've faced Marcus a few times, but I had literally never seen Kojo get used. It's because um, Kojo is a very <laughs> pocket case where the only good use for her was using her tactical actions for her to give monkey middle fingers to all the ski markers nearby. Sure, but this is still a glass cannon. Like, shooting this model off the board on in one turn still does not seem that hard. Yeah, I mean, I've seen, I've seen maybe once or twice Miranda become Kojo. Like, there are a few situations where... Is it because I someone think... took the Blessed of December that they had in their case and threw it on the ground? Maybe. <laughs> I don't recall that part. Or they didn't they're... feel like making a... That's true, there's one Arcanist beast that didn't get modified. The Cerberus. Cerberus and the Blessed. Oh, yeah. So there's, you know, if you don't want to write in your cards, you've got two options still. I mean, but, uh, Kojo, he who seems... uses cards anymore? Yeah, I was looking at Kojo's card today for, frankly, the first time. Uh, he has really good pr attacks at the six Soulstone price point. Um, that defense makes me big, sad, though. wingy tactical actions, but he is glass, and he's big, so unlike some other glass cannons that are height one, like Baby Cade, um, Baby Cade's the big one in my head. I could probably think of some more if I think about it for a while, but I'm not going to. Like, he can't hide behind as many things to put him into position to do that... Uh, uh, charge where he does his two attack at the end and throws you know people out of the middle like his ability to reposition people off of attacks could be really valuable but he's gonna die so him being eight was kind of a bummer but him being at six you know given how kind of fun he is and you know that he's in the marcus box so all marcus players have him i think we're gonna see some kojo from marcus players also for some oh, yeah. weird reason it was a single box release as well mm -hmm. wave one was weird but yeah i mean i think i think kojo is very much a model that every marcus player kind of wants to play because it's a it's giant monkey like you yeah. want to play the giant monkey but yep. you haven't been able to so because yeah. investing eight soul stones potentially nine if you give him imbued energies or imbued protection in a model that dies that easily um is tough 
but I think I 100% would take Kojo over the Razor Spine Rattler. I don't think that is a particularly close distinction when we're looking at six Soulstone models. The balancing factor between those two is the fact that Kojo is unique. Sure, but... And also the Razor Spine Rattler can enable Poison Marcus if you're a crazy person. It's gonna happen. <laughs> Someday. It's the fetch of Malifaux, <laughs> is Poison Marcus. No, that's Grow List. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. Uh, people may not know this, but I was down in Wisconsin last month and I played against Derek and he actually swapped out a thousand faces upgrade for trying to make Grow Angel Eyes a thing. It, it, it could have been... Give so you guys good. a hint. He could have been on so turn good. three. <laughs> <laughs> it was gonna be so great. There's a terror tot, and she has a, she has a sniper rifle, and and it was yeah. Angel Eyes is still terrible. Just and then spoiler. He, he quit on turn three because he's just like, well, I'm not gonna kill any of that thing ever. I think he'd also already killed. Uh, oh yes, and I had just killed the dreamer. Thorn was dead. Dreamer was dead, yeah. and the Ruguru was dead. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I, I think killed Dreamer on the stop on the top of turn three with Leviticus, and he was just like, you know, I'm good. <laughs> I think a factor might also be the fact that Angel Eyes's alleged sniper rifle is closer in lethality to a broomstick with a nail through the end of it. <laughs> yeah, I but know. hey, she doesn't randomize when shooting into combat, guys. It's true, it's very true. <laughs> That's a high point uh, right there. Thumbs up. Speaking, Ding. speaking of you know terrible Malifaux models, let's move on to the Gremlins and Ooh, their first man. model, which uh, you know takes a lot of heat. But looking at its card today, at its new price point, uh, I'm actually a bit okay with people besides the theme hiring it. The Whiskey Golem now costs nine Soul Stones, and for those nine Soul Stones, you get a Nimble model with armor one and a min damage three attack. It has a defensive trigger for melee attacks. That ends the opponent's turn it also has an errata grade that gives it another attack right like that is a decent model right like when you look at it in a vacuum you don't have kind of the whiskey golem bias against it like yes its defense is still terrible yes it's really easily controlled but, but that thing can hit like a truck with brewmaster it can and that's where i normally i mean i see the whiskey golem occasionally with brewmaster now so he's i mean yeah he's annoying he's got a lot of just frustrating abilities which again that's a, i mean that's brewmaster just let me let me stop everything you're trying to do and everything you do has some sort of annoying penalty on it so why don't you just give up and drink and if you do the, give up and drink the zero soul stone <laughs> upgrade that it got recently was called barrel up and it gives it a trigger on a barrel to the face action called barrel up that is on a ram or a tome after you succeed you get to take the smoky finish action for free and smoky finish is where it you is take a healing flip and you gain yeah. poison one yep yeah I, you know, I think it's deceptively survivable um, now. Yeah, it's it's deceptively survivable. It costs nine soul stones. It hits like a truck, but you can always just shoot or cast it to death really easily. It still has those weaknesses. Plus, you can't at hide nine the damn soul thing. stones. At nine soul stones, there are so many better, cheaper options in gremlins. Well, maybe that, not anymore. We'll talk about that later. Uh, I can think of at least one that's at nine that I would definitely take over the whiskey golem even now. But let's move on next to another trikai model. And that is the uh, Moon Shinobi. Is there a reason now... you don't say Chi? I don't know. It rhymes. <laughs> no one says it. It's fine. Try Chi. Try, try Kai rhymes. I like it better. Anyway, it now costs five. Uh, it's still full of bad attacks. They're um, purposely bad. Sure, because they're trying to not get positive or straight flips because they don't want to turn those into negatives. It's a great use for your crappy cards is you tie them and all of a sudden now you have a double positive for damage. 
I don't know if it's a great use though. That's the problem. Yeah, it's cost five. It's one and two thirds Bayou Gremlins. <laughs> I mean, they do move around a lot. Like if you're playing, if you're yeah. playing a poison crew, they they go all over the place, which is kind of nice. They are ninjas. Yeah, I you think know. the Moon Shinobi are fun. Um, they you know they kind of stop people from using. Um, you know, they're moderates to make gremlins miss, which is a thing that, you know, gremlins deal with is the fact they don't have a lot of high skilled attacks. And so, you know, the eights and nines of the world can turn into misses or ties that do min damage. And this really punishes that. But are you ever going to take more than one moon shinobi? Probably not. So I don't think this cost. There's better poison models to include into a brewmaster list, like performers. I mean, the performer is seven for brewmaster and this is only five now so there's that but i think that you were ever only going to take maybe one moon shinobi anyway so moving them from six to five doesn't make that big of a deal uh but the next model i actually the next bunch of models i think are probably the next four we're going to talk about i think are the most exciting gremlin adjustments the first of which is the wild boar which was uh, a model that basically nobody used at six soul stones because that is super expensive for a pig it costs five now uh and i think that you know given you know that people think that the Frycord trapper is like so cancerous and so problematic and we'll talk about that model later as well um five soul stones for this wild boar could cause some problems for some you know trapper reliant strategies but also just some other strategies like they can easily deploy in a way that they charge something that you probably don't want to get bogged down first turn for only five soul stones also they have really good synergy with being taken with someone they can get them to take attacks outside of their own turn right they they're the really good with ulix on edge so they get positive yeah. twist to attack flips when it's not its own turn so marcus mm -hmm. or ulix can get down with some wild boars and they do oh, have these... eat your fill for when they kill things so they will heal back up to eight wounds uh they are beasts yeah they are I'm beasts not... pigs and swamp fiends how about that that's uh they're really interesting uh, i can see their uh inclusion they have a charge eight so they threat nine away on their from the shadows deployment so they can get deep into your enemy's deployment you know first turn with the uh charge that they're required to do uh they hit decently hard they have two four six damage uh, and they can just they can really charge two things if you can guarantee that you have the ram so uh, i think it could be a uh, fun little I like models that ask questions of your opponent, that make them have to deal with something that either they didn't plan on or that's not super easy to deal with. Like a wild boar popping into my rat engine and killing two rats because it has the ram to flip would really throw a wrench in my plans. Or a pig. A giant angry smelly pig. Yeah, it would throw a giant angry smelly pig into my plans. But losing, you know, two rats um, on their first activation is going to cause problems. But uh, the next model, I think, is... I could see why its cost was lowered, because I'd never seen anyone take it. But the Survivor costs four now. And on a four Soulstone million, it has armor one, hard to kill, and reckless. Um, it seems good at four Soulstones to me. What are your guys' thoughts? This is definitely, like, alternative Bayou Gremlin territory, as far yeah. as, like, cheap model spam. I kind of like them in the same. I, I, the Survivors seem... I mean, they're not really very thematic for Gremlin, but they seem pretty useful 
Um, so at four, that's a really nice point for them to just, I mean, four cost is that kind of point where you can just sort of throw one in, like, mm -hmm. in case it's useful. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really like their uh, a gremlin with mechanical limbs slowly back away ability. Um, it only requires a five of masks or higher, which I guess is expensive for a faction that's kind of reliant on masks. But until the end of the turn, enemy models within a four-inch aura may not charge and reduce their walk to four if it was above four. That can cause a lot of problems on like hold area strategies. Like charging and battling over the middle is important and they can just be like, nope, no willpower, nothing. That gremlin is scary because he has mechanical limbs. Also says to Von Schill, you have to kill this before you go do other stuff. Right. Like it shuts down a lot of, you know, fight ways of fighting over the middle that I personally like to do. Um, so I'm excited to see people potentially take the survivor. Uh, I think it's got a very fitting name. I think that Reckless is always a useful ability, even though it doesn't have a great attack. Um, you know, two, four, five is is not nothing. So it's a better high end than the Bayou Gremlin. Right. Uh, it only costs one point more. It's much harder to get rid of. Uh, this thing shoots is kind of a fun use for other fives, so that now it has a two, four, five shot, which is actually pretty good. Though it is a five attack, but for four Soulstone Gremlin, that's really good. Uh, next up is everybody's favorite uh, Gremlin Luchador, uh, Mancha Roja, which was the model I was talking about earlier, Joseph. Uh, this nine Soulstone Gremlin model that I would definitely take. Uh, over the whiskey golem and i could see why because i've seen people take mancha roja before this and he was still real good i guess he's, he's a henchman he's not an enforcer yeah but uh and he makes a really yeah. great glowy target and he's awesome is he a gremlin yeah uh, no, the mask is that henchman. thick he is no longer a gremlin no i meant henchman um melee expert is nice the incredible range he can get charging off of a uh impassable piece of terrain is phenomenal hard to wound and 10 wounds is nice both of his attacks are good like he doesn't really have a drawback and so having him at nine is most gremlin lists are going to have one high-end gremlin and i think he's certainly he was a very competitive choice for best gremlin before but he definitely is now nah you're all wrong <laughs> um what i think is really interesting is the triggers that he has on his grapple attack oh some of those can be vicious uh, like if he hits you with the pile driver the first attack and then pe then the finisher with the second just kills the target doesn't care what kind of target it is the as second... long as it did at least one damage dead the second one is the stowed cold stunner that he does yeah pile driver finisher dead um crushing strike is interesting because of the two five six damage spread like it doesn't have a single bad trigger um and then he also has the ability to kind of add abilities to himself by discarding cards like i think metro Roll has a really good card uh, i'm not certain why they dropped his cost but i'm sure probably wasn't seen happy play to see. as a glowy yeah. target because there's much better glowy targets it's like yeah, I mean, that's... baby's first glowy target because he's included in the box i mean do we want to jump to the other other two glowy targets or should we just get to them when we i think we probably should order? so the, i think we should go all right so uh the other glowy targets uh burt jepson got increased in a cost by one which i think basically kills him as a merc option yeah it does. Him as a great option in gremlins which i think is really a theme that we saw for a lot of the mercenaries in this release yeah um really the only like significant commonly hired mercenary that didn't get a points 
performance increases the performer. Um, but Burt Jepsen now costs nine. Uh, he's still a phenomenal model. Um, or he's a nine soul stone merc. He's an eight soul stone gremlin. Um, and that's really all there is to say about that. He's still phenomenal so you, alongside Gracie. Yeah, I mean, you think that people will use him less. I think that he'll almost see he'll see very little mercenary hire. Right. Because I mean. Other factions were paying eight for him, and he was a reasonable deal. They're not going to pay nine, but Gremlins are still probably going to pay eight because he was worth it at eight for other factions. So, agreed. Uh, and then the number one glowy target is now by far the most expensive Gremlin, whereas previously he was tied with the Whiskey Golem, and that is McTavish, who costs yeah. eleven Soul Stones now. Yeah, he's expensive. in other words, he is never being hired as a mercenary again. He's twelve Soulstone mercenary. You have got a twelve Soulstone model available. You know, he's in faction. So good, though. He's so good. He, I don't know. But is it that good? Yeah, that's the thing. He's got to be twelve times Soulstones worth he's of good. He's real good, but mercenary. I don't think he's that real good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he is super freaking obnoxious, though. <laughs> um, even at eleven, like that's. Steep price to pay for McTavish. Like when you start talking about double-digit Soulstone counts, you know, he costs as Han- he costs as much as Hannah does. He costs almost as much as Aonis. Yeah, you guys are just scared of double-digit costs. You're cowards. I mean, I'm not scared of it, but why should I pay it when there are better options for cheaper? I mean, especially in Gremlins, like the Lacroix family also got bumped around in costs. Raphael is cheaper. Francois is more expensive, but like the Lacroix, a couple of the Lacroix family members instead of McTavish. Tavish might be a better option in more in more situations because there'll be more activations and they'll be almost as good. Okay, let's go over the things we skipped. All right, so we'll pop back up. Mechanized pork chop now costs six soul stones, uh, which puts it right about on the durability level you'd expect for a six soul stone minion. This is great news um, for Mayfang. Next. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Bayou Bushwhackers cost five, but you're still unlikely to ever pick. You might hire one and put him inside with a bunch of your Bayou Gremlins now, I think. Um, getting the free attacks when you miss is nice, but five soul stones is still kind of expensive for a Bayou Bushwhacker. Just use it as like a Bayou Gremlin sergeant? Yeah, basically. <laughs> Uh, Raphael LaCroix costs six now. Uh, I really like him at six. Um, he has a four inch dodge named Where'd He Go? So he probably needs to sue Steamforged Games. But, um, dumb luck, reckless on a good gun, six soul stones. I think that's a really good model. Uh, Francois LaCroix, on the other hand, um, he is up to eight soul stones now. Uh, he's the Melee LaCroix family member, for those of you who are wondering. Reckless and Dumb Luck is obviously a really good combination, um, but he he still kind of melts once he gets into Melee, so he's a Melee model who's got to hit like a truck and take something down because he's definitely going to die. Yeah, because so he, he Dumb Lucks for him. 4, 6, 10. So now you have to target him at something that costs more Soul Stones than him, and most of the things that cost more Soul Stones than him will at least equal his Melee attack with their defense. At eight, he's a steep cost, I think. I mean, Reckless and Dumb Luck is still a good combination, but eight Soul Stones for this particular model, I think, is tough. I prefer shooting models for Gremlins because they all die pretty easily, so staying far away seems smarter. Uh, and then the last Gremlin errata is a change to the Brewmaster upgrade running tab, which was ridiculously costed before. Uh, now it costs one to give you unlimited Tri-Chi infiltration and a tactical 
to heal a point of on Brewmaster for every ski marker tossed in an aura. I don't know how this was ever priced at two soul stones. I don't know why you would ever take this as an upgrade now, but knock yourselves out. I'm sure someone has a uh, There's some alternative but... Tri-Chi models that are not strictly gremlins now. Also, sure, one model that... Do you need four of them? Not necessarily. <laughs> yeah, like, that, how many Tri-Chi 10 Thunders models are you looking at and going, I need more than four of those, you know, options. Like, I don't think yeah, we're this not. upgrade is worth it even at one Soul Stone. One model that I think really dodges this errata, but I think is in the sights for a lot of people, is Slop Haulers. They were unchanged with this errata. I mean, Slop Haulers are fine. I don't think that, I think that they're in a perfect yeah, they, spot within Gremlins. Yeah. They're like, annoying, but they're, yeah, they are. They have right. the they're best heal in the game. Be, yeah, they are, but... You know. But they are the best heal in the game in a faction where all their models are glass, and I'm just not terribly worried about slop haulers. I'm not surprised there was no changes to them. I think that their balance is in a good spot. I think that the Gremlins changes appeared to be just you know looking and seeing that there were some models that absolutely nobody took ever, uh, and so they tried to make some changes, and then they made changes to a lot of the good mercenaries to increase their cost, and so. We we saw that as well. Yeah. Um, which is probably healthy for the game to get more different models at least tested. I'm not certain that that's going to have a big change on kind of the tournament um, gremlin lists, but more effective models is always interesting. The... a quick break to throw a free shout out to Logfo, the best attempt to track the global, local, regional, and other metas for Malifaux. Located at http colon slash slash logfaux.com, players can insert their factions, masters, and opponents' choices to track even casual games, but especially competitive leagues and tournaments to help figure out which master and which faction are the best. All right, so that brings us now to uh, the guild, which has a lot of people talking about some interesting wrinkles that it'll certainly be able to bring to 2018, um, centered primarily around the first model to be listed as an errata, and that is the guild guard. Uh, they now cost three soul stones. This you know, is they where still they always their, need to be. Yeah, you know, they still have poor ability scores. They still have you know the attacks you'd expect on a four soul stone model, but they're really good when you bring them in groups. They always were. That was kind of their thing. So the ability to bring more of them in groups is going to be huge for them. They're also I think, deceptively fast. Yeah, I think that and you know they have a they have a terror check they can force. They have some good triggers on their attacks that you know yeah their attack is I think a rain a shooting four so it's not likely to hit but they're not going to be shooting by themselves in 2018 um, because they're going to bring another model that was also routed to be cheaper and that is the guard captain Captain Dashel who now costs eight buffing the guardsmen in his bubble uh, so that they can all take focus for free uh, within six inches of him so i think that four guardsmen and dashel is going to be a fierce 20 points that's a lot of focused significant shooting from the guild um also it's, it's a lot, lot of activation of, control yeah it's a lot of activations yeah but nobody cares about activation control in 2018 and it's uh, not significant it's, shooting it's minor shooting um focus basically adds plus two to all their shots so that's a lot of you know shoot six shooting yeah with one yeah. three four damage i think uh, you should be more concerned about the trigger where you have to dis 
Discard, but it's also focused. Yeah, and focus is going to help it hit that, you know, moderate or severe more often as well. Um, you know, I don't think that like the lists that are like, oh, I'm going to run 12 Guild Guard are going to be a problem because they're still bad. You still be able to, you're still going to be able to kill them, you know, but four of them seems about right, especially with Dashel for as far as like asking a significant question of your opponent, whether they can deal with this. And there's also some other guardsmen enabling models you can bring mm -hmm. to make them more nastier than the three soul stone package seems yeah i think the ability to buff ordinary guardsmen is going what to mass be more popular with having more guardsmen out and makes them kind of interesting um you know i think joseph you made this comparison while we were talking earlier today that they're kind of like the imperial guard in malifaux now we're like oh each one they're garbage but enough of them yeah, enough it's gonna of them. wear you down. Yeah, and they take a long time to churn through. What master do we see? Do we see them being run by? I think Lucius is a great option because they're all minions, so he can make them do their scheme running while they are fast and shoot. Um, you scheme, you fast, you shoot, you focus. Yeah, I think that they're that that particular quintet is gonna be really good with Lucius. Honestly, I can see them being put as like an entire twenty soulstone package into yep. every leader aside from the ones that require super intrinsic synergies like mm -hmm. uh Hoffman. Yeah. Hoffman, probably not a lot Nelly. Nelly's too Maybe busy to bring in mercenary beaters. Maybe not with Perdita either. I can see yeah. with Perdita. Yeah, actually you don't necessarily need it because Perdita has such good shooting and such good minions available in the family, but it wouldn't necessarily be bad with Perdita. In a Perdita crew you could just treat her as like the uh the alone master and just take the crew independently of her mm -hmm. and just ignore all the family synergy because Perdita by herself is still an awesome model and you just use her as a sacrifice to see how much you can take off the enemy's crew while the rest of your crew goes and does schemes and stuff. Yeah, I, you know, I, there's a lot of kind of talk about these you know, 12 guardsmen lists, which, okay, if you really wanted to do that, knock yourself out. I think that that is too much of things that aren't that consequential. I could start reasonably high amount I see being taken is six. And I don't think you ever take less than three if you are taking Guildguard. I think it's four. I think four where they have the you know kind of magical number to have two pairs buffing their defense and kind of working together. The problem is I key. see about them going in two pairs of two that you just have to kill one off from one pair of two and the other one becomes crap. Because as soon as he kill one guild guard and the other one's by itself, he's down to defense four. And then it becomes super easy to just pluck that one guy off. Yeah, it's basically the same problem that the guild hounds have, is that if you're if you're only sending two of them when one of them dies, the other one is worthless. But if you send three, you know. That's fair. I think three three's certainly a good number of guild guard as well. You've convinced me. Yeah. I think that I just... think that, that Joseph was trying to get you to have six and two packs of three. <laughs> problem yeah. is I only have two. Yeah, I think Be for me, for I, think, models. I think the 20 soul stone kind of package of those five, Orgard and Dashel, for me is kind of the optimum amount, but I can, you know, see adding six more soul stones to go to six guild guard or cutting three soul stones to only have three. You know, I think that, you know, for models that were never taken before, I think they're going to have a much bigger role in the game. Yeah, I mean, it is nice. I'm, I'm always a fan when they make the models in a crew box, things that people actually want to play. Because, like, you know, we're still building our meta. We're trying to get new players in. 
and telling someone, oh, hey, go buy this crew box, you know, and play with it. But you know, <laughs> once you start buying more models, you know, you'll use the master and that's it. Or, you know, you'll use this hint. Yep. Yeah, Mod Tucket is really fun. And you're just going to use Trixie Bell and throw the rest of the box right. away. Right. That's a real bad experience. <laughs> so, yeah. Every time, every time an in a model in a, in a master box gets playable, it's nice. Speaking of models in the master box, the next model is also a henchman who got a errata from a from the Sonya box, Samuel Hopkins, who now costs eight and will still never ever be taken. Yeah, at least he is good. To, like if you're just building a Sonya crew out of the box, he's he's thematic and he's interesting. more decent now. Yeah, um, he's still bad, especially when we compare him. To to the other henchman that used to yes. cost nine and now cost eight. <laughs> yeah. When you compare him to the judge, <laughs> yeah. it is ridiculous that these two models cost the same. Yeah. The judge is in every way a better model than Samuel. Especially since Exorcist are a thing now. He hits like a truck. He has hard to wound and hard to kill. Uh, his attacks are better. Like, yeah. yeah, he can't ignore line of sight against burning things, but... How much burning can the guild really stick to people? Yeah, and I mean that's the yeah. When and you look most at, importantly, yeah. he's going to be involved in a fight because he's not walk four. Yeah, like why is Samuel so slow? He needs an eradicate that gives him just plus two walk. <laughs> <laughs> He needs to be able to take the scramble upgrade from Outcasts. Oh, we'll get to yeah, scramble later. Oh boy. Um, the next, you know, I think the rest of the guild, you know, cost decreases are all really good and interesting. The Lone Marshal is cost sevens now. Um, you know, I think he's a really nice, real mobile enforcer. He's hard to shoot to death. He's got bulletproof too. He's hard to pin down in melee because he can push 10 inches while shooting you while he pushes away. I think it was already take a bullet 8. It's just there were better yeah. options, so 7 makes him more attractive. Yeah, I think that, um, and obviously Debt to the Guild really turns him up into kind of a really good shooty beater. Um, and him being height 3 is counteracted by having bulletproof 2, so uh, I think he's a really good option at 7 soul stones. Uh, the Guild Lawyer I thought was really good at 6, so for 5 I think this starts to approach, you know, the point where about every guild crew wants at least one guild lawyer um you know it's great at dis dissing out some slower paralyzed it's a phenomenal control piece and that only costs five soul stones like i rate that lawyers were cancer so yeah alex can you guild... confirm this <laughs> <laughs> i can confirm that everything that is wrong in the world is probably a lawyer's fault uh and in 2018 malifaux everything that is wrong with facing the guild may be a guild lawyer's fault i think that uh five soul stones i don't think you leave home without one, at least one be prepared to cut through some red tape. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the Witchling Handler uh, now costs seven. Uh, it still has the same phenomenal defensive triggers it had at eight. Uh, it's a cheap way to turn your Witchling Stalkers up, which makes this a really great inclusion uh, in your Sonya Cruise. Uh, the Witchling Handler, I think, is a better model than Samael as well. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> like, yeah. That's my favorite, teaching new players how to play Malifaux. Give them a Witchling Handler, give them three, you know, give them three Witchling Stalkers and something else. And that's that's a nice little, like, 30-point package that's fun to play and it does cool stuff and people enjoy doing it. So, yeah. Uh, the Pale Rider now costs 10. Uh, this was, I thought, probably the most important rider to Leviticus Rider list before. And I think at 10 Soul Stones, I think it definitely becomes hireable in Guild. Uh, it's it was not already hireable 
well with McCabe. He was a monster in McCabe. So well, now you have two more soul stones to play with in McCabe. <laughs> um, you know, it gets its steam marker down on its zero action and then still does its hit like a truck thing that all the riders do as the game goes on. Um, it doesn't Alex, have necessarily the flash of the other three riders, but I think that it is... Okay, Alex, I'm going to give you some flash. You know that ability that riders get where for the game round of minus one, the amount of additional yep. suits they get? Mm -hmm. Okay, you give the glowy sword to the pale rider. It has critical strike on it. It already had critical strike. It already had that trigger. Except it's on a weapon now that ignores armor and corporeal hard to wound. Yeah, that is a good point. Is that you can get, <laughs> that you can get rid of the things that slow it down. Um, and all of a sudden, and also it caps, and its critical strike caps at two as well, which is kind of a bummer. But 5,000 degree hot sword going through enemy model YouTube clickbait video. Uh, range 12, 4, 5, 6 damage attack starting on turn 3 is always going to be phenomenal. Shoot 6. Uh, it's got all the rider shenanigans. Uh, and its tactical action of revel and death is useful for scheme markers. And then, of course, it's got the 9, 10, 12, 0 attack for the last turn of the game. That's okay. You know, in case you haven't tabled the entire opponent with your guild the uh melee attack to just it might as well just say if you hit the model dies um in case your well, opponent is still having some fun you just have to crash that too right right yeah. yeah did they run a model off to the corner to try and survive for one turn nope not gonna happen <laughs> nope my pale rider is going to run you down his name is death uh lead lined coat i have no idea why this <laughs> ever cost two soul stones before um i don't know why this costs any soul stones i feel like making it cost an upgrade slot is punishment enough uh, it gives your model armor one, and it costs one soul stone. Yeah, I mean, still I, never, never, ever gonna take it. I think it costs two because, from a design philosophy, being able to give any model armor for one soul stone seems like a bad idea, right? Because you develop, you know, you you balance the whole faction, everything with what it is, and then the ability to just be like, oh, anything costs one more, and it's also got armor. Like that's hard to deal with. So you make it two so that it's a commitment and that you don't have to worry so much. But it's terrible yeah like, from a design standpoint yeah. i love overvaluing front card abilities but exactly that should have never been two it costing one is still too expensive um costing the upgrade slot that's what it should cost it should be a zero soul stone upgrade that costs you an upgrade slot like zero soul stones <laughs> rare two yeah so that way it doesn't get too insane where you just take a bunch yeah. of enforcers that I'm that, that's get what this one. upgrade should cost and it would still probably not get taken all that often like it would be kind of taken as the last couple upgrade slots for guild, but the guild upgrade slots are already pretty competitive, so why do they have this bad upgrade is yeah. kind of baffling. So yeah. let's move on to the reason why Derek actually showed up today. Damn right. <laughs> let's move on to the Neverborn errata, starting with a model we discussed earlier, Baby Cade, who now costs six soul stones. So, I mean, the first thing I want to do is address this rumor that Neverborn only got buffed in this set. Uh, in this errata because it may look that way given that every model listed that has Neverborn on it decreased in cost, right? So you might <laughs> think that it was just good for Neverborn. But I want to point out that barring like one or two models, every non-Neverborn model that ever got hired by a Neverborn crew went up in cost. Um, Johan, who was part of the Neverborn All-Stars, the the Firecore Trapper, who was a key part of making a badass Kalodi crew. Um, Firecore? Frycore, your mom. Um, <laughs> your mom's part the fire core. 
McTavish went up in cost. The nurse, who was fantastic in, in Zoraida, went up in cost. Um, the only like the only things that didn't increase in cost that get hired are like Lazarus, who's sort of a, a fringe Zoraida that I'm really entertained by, but a lot of people think is stupid. Um, and then Hans got cheaper. So like, it's not just that everything got cheaper in Neverborn. It's just that we were refocused to our internal synergies so that we can really take a moment to focus and reevaluate our priorities and come out with some real, a real paradigm shift and allow us to really, really effectively blue sky our our end goals and run it up the flagpole. Also, if we take a second and look at what got cheaper, it doesn't affect your faction at all. No <laughs> one's going to take these models anyway. Well, I mean, like, okay, so Baby Cade's <laughs> cheaper, right? He's at six. At six, he's conceivable. I mean, like, Baby Cade does You're a, a lot ton... less sad when he dies. Hopefully right. he can he kill some things ton, now. He does a ton, ton, ton of damage. He's actually more survivable than he seems. Like, he is, as the as the kids say, he's deceptively survivable. Um, You know, and the thing about Baby Cade is, like I said, I mean, he's he's part of a crew box. He's, like, the iconic Neverborn. Like, Baby Cade and mm-hmm. Teddy. Like, when you're introducing people to Malifaux, you're either, like, it's got zombies zombie hookers or it's got babies <laughs> with knives and killer teddy bears <laughs> nobody played the baby with knives it's all so... the food groups of Malifaux <laughs> right, <exactly. laughs> like, like, those are the things that people say when they're trying to tell you why Malifaux sure. is cool so baby Cade being six soul stones you know you put depression on him he goes back up to seven because you're not going to play him without depression um, that's you know that's a, he's damage on a stick and but like Joseph said that we're going yeah. to take baby Cade we're yeah. fine with paying seven for him yes yes this doesn't add him to any crews that weren't already potentially hiring no not not really um is he the only pandora that's taking him he is a woe uh is he uh hireable by hamlin because hamlin steals children no he's a actually i think he's he not, is stolen yeah he's, he's a stolen woe, he's a woe and a lost oh yeah, he's lost. a lost so hamlin could take baby kate now that potentially is uh God, that sucks. That's an interesting option if you are going to play, you know, a really suboptimal Hamlin by taking that limited upgrade. Oh no, yeah. you can give give baby Kate his knees minus one. Now give him scramble, so he actually has a decent walk in charge. Yeah. yeah, but then you're still playing a really suboptimal Hamlin by choosing that limited upgrade. Yeah, but, but I mean, maybe. I'm I'm excited just be because he's he's iconic and he's deadly, and I always want to play him, and I even will put him in lists, and then he comes out. So maybe <laughs> maybe at six he'll stay in. Um, uh, which is which, like you said, Alex, that's kind of the theme of the Neverborn. Like Bad Juju is now seven. Like okay, you know, Bad Juju, he's kind of iconic. He's kind of thematic. He's in a he's in a box. Yeah, big hitter, tough to get rid of. Keeps yeah, coming back. Yeah, but but you never play him except in a few niche. Like I need Zoraida, an immortal. The ride of Voodoo Doll deck. Yeah, I need, I need, I need, I need a big immortal beater. But even so, there were better beaters. Um, you're talking about Spawn Mother, who everybody kind of wants to play. She's, you know, she's one Soulstone cheaper. She's still eight. Um, she really comes with, you know, she comes with a Will o' the Wisp attached, so she's really eleven. Maybe she's, maybe, you know, we're getting better. Um, Beckoners are still worse performers for they, more Soulstones. Yeah, but Beckoners <laughs> at six give you a, that. That's that's my favorite one because that gives you a choice. Like you're looking at, you're looking. At a, at a good seven cost lore or um, I, I treat Beckoners as a melee version lore. of a performer yeah because they like, they keep brilliance on models right and six cost you know going sometimes you sometimes you need a lore and you don't want to pay seven you just like all you care about is getting it in there for as cheap as possible and then you are already looking at performers and I think a Beckoner does a better job in a lot of Nevermore crews also they, um, their lure gets an automatic trigger for them to push to right because so, they're not that kind of girl <clears throat> right they've got some they've got some stuff um you've got Lelu going down to six 
Um, <laughs> Lelou needs so much help. This I think poor every, bastard. Every wave, he gets more help. I know. I mean, Lelou's problem I mean, is the, that's the the problem is if he gets if he becomes good, right? Then the twins are so ridiculous. Uh, right. He's really suffers. <laughs> he suffers from how good Lilithu is. So you can't give him anything that makes him that makes him make her better. You can't give him anything that adds conditions that are right. positive to himself. Right. Because then she gets them. Um, yeah. It's I mean, really I think, tough. If I were going to so, give him an upgrade, the next thing I would do would be to give him some cool ability that also gives him a negative condition. Because then, you know, then you're not buffing Lilithu. But, I mean, yeah. He... Like, give him, like, a huge attack that gives him slow. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Like Massive headbutt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, two you know, two AP damage is, like, 6, six 8, 11, and it makes you <laughs> and slow or something. Yeah, like, mm -hmm. but yeah, he, at 6 cost, he's almost enough to think about with his, you know, give him at 6 with his errata, like, if I was already occasionally including him when I wanted to make a little two pounce list, so that's nice that it's a soul stone less. But you God, have that poor a guy. lot of pounce in Neverborn. I know, much. I know that poor guy. He's... Six soul stones, Lelou. I mean, it's the same same thing with Tuco. Like Tuco's fine. He's got a, a shotgun. It's a nice shotgun. He costs six. Like if you really want a gun, he's a nice place to go, and it's nice that he's cheaper. But he's a really good counter think from the Shadows the model. Yeah. I think of these upgrades, the one that's most likely to actually see inclusion in a new list is Tuko. No, it's yeah. Boonraku. It's Boonraku. Well, yeah. The reason why I think it could be Tuko is because the Frycore Trapper is an eight Soulstone mercenary now. Yes. Yes, he we is. We haven't got there yet, but two Soulstones for an in-faction gun with, blast. with blasts yeah. could see, you know, replacing that slot. Right, yeah. The fact, that the, the, the fact that the Trapper went up means that, yes, you need if he, Tuco could go into a Kalodi shooting list, but Tuco's not a minion. There's a giant like, problem with this. His gun's only 10 inches. Yeah, his, he, <laughs> he's got a small range and it's he's a not shotgun, a shotgun, it's not a rifle. It's, I mean, it's got blasts and blasts are good. But... Dialing that list back was yeah. probably good. Like, yeah, it, it is. That list is why my Frycore Trapper costs seven soul stones now. Yes, yes, it's absolutely. It's nothing because of what what Frycores were doing in Outcast. No. It was the Kalodi list. Yes, it's because Kalodi was hiring them and putting a changeling next to them yeah. and just being awful. And then yeah. obeying and a doppelganger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and no, you're right. You're right, Joseph. I think the Benraku is nice because Benraku, nobody ever took him in Kalodi. Putting him down at five, now you've got, you've got your Wicked Dolls, you've got your Benraku, you've got Got some small cost. You've got uh, Hinamitsu in a higher range. Like you've got a range of puppets now that you might you might think about them at five. Also, I like um, that Boonraku have self synergy with their tactical yeah. action, which means yeah. also that I think they're now reasonable higher for Ten Thunders May Fang. Nah, who cares about Ten Thunders? Yes, you're right. Technically, they are dual faction. Somebody might might take them, and they're, they can focus. Yeah, they're creepy Chinese puppets. Take them. Yeah. Uh, Vasilisa, um, I think at eight soul stones doesn't matter you're still not taking her you're not like she's in you know she's she's she is, really hard to kill yeah she for is what it's worth she's a lot like aislin that that she's just close to being good and she almost does what you want but she just still doesn't like you're, you're just still not quite gonna take her and it's sad because you know um again she's an infection box like she should at least be playable right but she's only gonna take your potentially in a colodi crew right and why would you spend eight soul stones for vasilisa in a Clody crew. 
She's a really I mean, neat start for henchman hardcore or in a league. That's true. She is a really good henchman hardcore leader, but the, yeah. she could cost a million. Who cares about that? And she is. She does um, have a higher cash now, so maybe that's yeah. She does. You know, kind of her balance. So she's better, even better in henchman hardcore now. She's. I mean, and she's insanely mobile. Like she has. Yeah. She has pushes. She's unimpeded. She. You know, she has a defensive trigger that lets her push. Like she can go all over the board. The problem is, you just don't care where she ends up. Like, and and the problem is, like the needle. And thread she's got all these sewn conditions that are kind of interesting but she's a melee seven like you want her to be good but i mean melee seven is good her defensibility she, is good she's but... gonna cast seven obey like that should be that should be worth considering but it yeah. just never feels like it is it doesn't but and then and then we've got the hooded yeah. is a tech soulstone hooded rider yeah which in neverborn that is one hell of a queen's champion yeah that's that's real good because i've been playing hooded rider in some lists at 12 and and he's still, when I'm not stupid with him, he feels pretty good. And knocking him down to 10 soul stones, like Barbaros cost, that's pretty damn good. He is a movement like, and scheme bully to the maximum. Yeah, he really, really is. I think I think he, he is do much scheme. He doesn't do much scheming. What I like about him is that pull away zero action he does where he brings a friend. That's right, he's, he's a like, scheme we're gonna bully. Come to you now. Yeah, he's he's sort of like an interceptor, but he's kind of the opposite. He He's a killer scepter. Yeah, he just goes around and <laughs> beat and just makes. Yeah, he doesn't get in the way. He just he's just a jerk. And yeah, yeah. Congratulations, Neverborn, on getting discounts on models for your own crew and nerfs on other factions that get taken for you. I mean, I I just got a Hans and I was kind of interested in using him, but now he's cheaper. So you know that that makes me feel good. But yeah, this is this is the Neverborn should stay with Neverborn. Don't don't go outside the family. Just stay mm-hmm. with what we've got. Black blood. Blah blah the, blah. Don't trust the humans exactly you know like yeah maybe a gremlin or two and that's all that's all you can trust Alrighty, so i think like the neverborn option i don't think it's gonna make a big dent into any of the competitive neverborn options Oh god. Um, the most competitive Neverborn list is much more impacted by the increase to Frycor Trappers. So And Johan being, you know, yeah. being a key part of Neverborn All Stars going sure. up. Like those that's what's gonna hit us. So now we move on to the rest of the outcasts and we'll talk about Johan and Frycor Trapper again as well. Um we're, the guilty we're not, now we're not gonna ask who's playing with Hamelin, but cat crazy is just running up and down on this podcast. <laughs> we're gonna pretend we don't hear that. Joseph's gonna fix it. <laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna pretend that okay okay i didn't pretend Uh, i went like oh god what's happening at that cat (laughs) joseph will fix it in post okay it's fine fine i can't decat the podcast (laughs) the guilty now are in the four soulstone minion slot which was a competitive for neutral kind of outcast masters really all this does is mean that outcasts and jack daw don't care at all that the nurse got the nurse is more expensive now because they're guilty or cheaper so that list which pretty much all always hires a guilty and a nurse it's exactly the same cost yeah this makes guilty really 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 good and you're i'm pretty still much... only gonna hire one you're never gonna hire them for anyone other than jack daw like yeah I... I always take one for every non-tormented beater i'm bringing with jack daw which means one <laughs> I, I pretty, yeah i was like it's basically just sue and you're like here sue be tormented i don't know hannah's pretty good being tormented uh i do sue because i like giving prison pistols to jack daw but you know you do you yeah 
Uh, Taylor now costs nine. She's still a real slow walker with a great big charge threat and welcome to Malifaux. Yeah. Um, she's less painful to hire against summoners because she's cheaper, but there are a lot of eight soulstone outcast battles I'd rather have in every other situation than Taylor. Um, you know, she's theoretically one of the like most important models to Malifaux. Like, you know, she's a big deal, but who cares? Yeah. Um, I, mean... I think the other nine soulstone model now bishop uh i would ha rather have instead of taylor nine times out of ten yeah the problem with taylor is that she's fantastic in a, in a few setups mm -hmm. and if you're not in that setup you're kind of regretting what you spent on her she will really bust up ramos she will really yeah. bust up rezzer summoning she will really bust up hoffman and the right. rest of it who cares right taylor is really yeah. good in the situation that you cheat and look at what cards your opponent's pulling <laughs> right <laughs> as you're getting ready to play <laughs> Yeah. yeah. He like Which he said did... he declared faction gremlins. Let me let me let me take a oh Ulix Taylor come on over. Yeah. <laughs> oh you uh oh you just grabbed uh slop hauler and are grabbing a whole bunch of Bayou gremlins out of the box. Mm -hmm. We have Somer Taylor come on down. Yeah. Like um, maybe maybe when we get sideboarding in Malifaux where like you declare all but fifteen points of your faction and then you know then after you both reveal you get to bring some in then yeah. But but uh, Bishop, uh, nine soul stones, I think is, he's still incredibly versatile. Um, he's going to be really interesting to choose as a Terra option now. Um, the other outcasts that used to hire Ashes and Dust that weren't Hamlin and Leviticus are probably going to be looking more towards Bishop than the new and super expensive Ashes and Dust. But um, he's still, other than that, fits the exact same slot he did. He's, you know, a three AP, you know, nine inch charge threat um, with, you know, if you make him fast he can throw two flurries onto something oftentimes you are making him fast right like Oathkeeper, i think is still auto include as his only upgrade which is kind of a bummer because he would really benefit from being able to take scramble but the but... way he defends himself is by just murdering things with his fist so you yeah. gotta take Oathkeeper. yeah he's nine soul stones and the fact that all of his melee triggers still... are good and you get to choose a suit to put on every one of his attacks through the turn is awesome. the real problem is he's really easy to get rid of before that match yeah, gotta uh, he's cover got hide him all the way both up the defenses. board. He's got six in both defenses, which is nice. And he's got a defensive trigger if they're in melee range, which is nice. But he's pretty easy for anyone who doesn't want to deal with him to get rid of before that happens. And at nine soul stones, he's still a little too expensive for me to want to hire him with anybody other than Terra, where I can bury him in a pine box, walk up, and apply him directly to my opponent's face. Uh, the Desperate Mercenary has joined the Guild Guard and being caught three but since there are no buffs to the desperate mercenary available uh it's not gonna be hired at all um except for i think in some kind of niche horde lists like i could see taking two of them with the victorias just as ways to like burn cards from your opponent's deck or hand um which can be useful if you're sitting on a hand that's not great but you have like some nines and tens that you want the vix to hit with i think some the, reason the... people don't like getting shot by guns that can do you know two three five i think the best use for desperate mercenaries is you're just gonna have two of them near your master to act as a screen and <laughs> you're you're okay with them getting killed because you're going to get a soul stone back when they get killed so the kind of only costs two each so you're paying four soul stones for two road bumps to your master I can kill kill them myself to get that soul stone, right? Because I can definitely see a lot of situations where I'd rather have a soul stone than a desperate mercenary. 
Yes, as long as they are within three inches of a master or a henchman, you get a soul stone <laughs> back from take this to my son. Hamlet's just like, yeah, I've had. Hamlet's like, yeah, you've you've done enough. I'm gonna kill you now for that soul stone, so I can summon some more stolen. Yeah, really, I just brought you with the, the, uh, the soul stone cap for what I can do. So yeah, here you go. Um, but you know, it's spammable if you really want to spam. If you really want to spam yeah. models that have a four accuracy. <laughs> I mean, realistically though, they don't have a four accuracy. They have a two accuracy. Yeah, because you're gonna just do their stupid attack to shoot you. <laughs> no, it's that attack so awful. Yeah, yeah that's but you're what gonna you're just doing. burn your opponent's cards as long as you know where your red joker is. Yeah, that's that's what you're gonna do. Hopefully... You're just gonna fling cards. This is a way to just get the red joker from your discard pile back into your deck. Is <laughs> yes. to just wildfire. Yeah. <laughs> or to out. try or try to get rid of your opponent's red joker. Like if you know that the black joker's already played, you're like, whatever, they can flip their red joker against some bullshit. It's not gonna do anything. <laughs> Desperate mercenary time. Yep. Pew, 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 eight shots. Yep. Desperate mercenary is secretly a meta good model, but <laughs> it's it's no. only for meta reasons and it's Let's not an actual good it was model. Never going to be taken as a four soul stone minion it's still kind of a me model at three soul stone models compared to the guild guardsman the inability to buff these i think is pretty significant even uh, as being a meme stones, model it's not like a spicy meme or anything this is like on schemes and stones i actually heard a really good kind of like potential additional fix to them which is playing kind of on the desperate thing where you can add any keyword you want when you hire them which i think would make oh them, like a characteristic keyword yeah like you can make them tormented or void or sister Oh, or, hmm. but I think that would make them much more interesting. But I'd still probably never hire them, like seriously. It would definitely bring them to the level of this model was put on the first damn rulebook cover. Yeah, like this is <laughs> theoretically <laughs> like a signature Malifaux model, and it's a phenomenal it was released, looking model. It was absolute model. garbage. And it is absolute garbage still. So is the next model, which is joining the buffed models that'll still never do anything division, the Frycore Specialist, which is still way too slow to do anything useful. Um, you know, I think my favorite match involving the Frycore Specialist was playing against Martin when he was using him, and Mad Dog Bracket just shot him and pushed him every single turn, and the Frycore Specialist got to do absolutely nothing <laughs> because I could push him further than he could walk. That's not very nice. <laughs> It's fine. It's just not very nice. Um, I mean, getting rid of a bunch of so schemes in you know an area is fine, but it's not like that's a problem for outcasts. Like they have one master, you're just like sweet. You gave me these free scheme markers. Thanks, buds. Would you take an Eradigrave that increases his defense, walk, and charge by two, but gets rid of his armor? No, but I would give him back to seven soul stones and increase his walk by one or two, and I think he'd been fine. Like, I think that really the problem for that model is how slow he is. He's obnoxiously slow. Yeah, like, and even putting, at six soul stones, it, it now he's competing. Like, why would I ever hire a Frycore Specialist over a Prospector or a Frycore Engineer? Because you like, just bought a Von Schill box and nothing else. This is yeah. literally the only reason. <laughs> because I don't own those options is really the reason. Yeah. But, like, that's a good, that's a good reason. you have those options the frontcore specialist is bad and it's bad at six soul stones it's probably bad at five soul stones because it's so <laughs> slow it doesn't do anything useful your model is bad and you should feel bad and at five soul stones it having a significant weakness is justifiable but at that point why would I not just take one of the good four soul, four soul stone minions instead of the Frycore Specialist? Hans, the uh, mercenary sniper, is really the only significant good mercenary that's got a cost 
decrease. Yep. Uh, used to be 87 now. Um, With his Eradigrade and Outcast, he becomes super, super good now. I mean, I, he was kind of a staple for my Sniper Swarm, Parker, and Victoria lists. Um, which usually used one Hans and one Trapper. So the cost of that crew is exactly the same because the Trapper's more expensive and Hans is cheaper. Um, and I think that Hans becomes a more interesting mercenary choice at eight soul stones than he was at nine. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because the Eradigrade didn't change his mercenary options because you couldn't take the Eradigrade. Right. I mean, I would certainly take Hans over Angel Eyes. I mean, like, that's, that's definitely no question about that. Hans, can so. you grow? No. Maybe. <laughs> I can make it. I can make it happen. I'll find a way. Um, but in Outcast, I think that this does nothing significant for Hans, but I think he will definitely see more mercenary play at his new price point. Mm-hmm. Is he, I mean, is he... The problem bad? really for Hans is that if you're hiring a mercenary sniper, usually you want that sniper to cause your opponent's master some sort of problems, and Hans can't do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's still a real good gun, but, but yeah. My, you know, I love using Hans to shoot off Conflux upgrades and just ruin your emissary's plan. Um, so, you know, being able to shoot, you know, key upgrades off of, you know, important henchmen is fun. Other than that, mostly I just like him because, you know, he's a ruthless sniper. Like, that is fantastic. Yeah. And also, he has goggles, so all of that silly terrain that people like to pop on in the middle of the game. He's like, nope, that's a marker. I have things on my eyes. I ignore it. Yeah, like, oh, Lilith, you put this forest up? Forest. I'm going to shoot this. I'm going to shoot your friends because I can't shoot you because you're a master, and you're just going to discard a card. (laughs) Rude. Johan! Against crews where the where I described where the master is independent of the entire crew, I think he becomes really good because he just starts dismantling the crew. Yeah. Uh, he's also really good against you know reser crews that are trying to rely on terror duels to shut down your shooting. Um, you know, ruthless and the ability to just like bust up the students is really nice. He's just like, oh, that's cool. You're across the board still, and I can shoot you, and you all look the same at the end of my rifle. So. But that's the sound some uh, desperate mercenaries going down the street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the guild guard going to use their buffs to uh, do some work. Possible political so. commentary against police here. <laughs> Johan, <laughs> Johan now costs seven soul stones, which doesn't oh. matter to outcasts at all. Uh. Everyone else was willing to hire him at seven soul stones. I think outcasts still will be. Dear outcasts from Neverborn and Ramos, stop. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stop thanks, it. Thanks, guys, for ruining all of our models with your broken bullshit. Yeah. Uh, Johan now costs seven. Still the cheapest relic hammer in the game. Uh, you still got the big charge range. Um, seven soul stones. I think he's still going to make most outcast lists. Yeah, but I don't um, know. He's going to make. But at eight now. soul stones, I don't think he makes anyone who's not an Arcanist's mercenary list. Yeah, it's I'm hard. not sure if he's making Ramos either. Yeah, I mean, he still has the MNSU heal bubble but you can you can just give an ms heal bubble to to and um jaws if you need to yeah um I don't know. Eight soul stones is steep for a mod model that fragile. Yeah. It, yeah. So, 
Um, you know, I think the Frycore Trapper is in exactly the same situation where he's still going to get hired in faction. Um, there'll probably still be a lot of lists that hire two of them, but eight soul stones is a steep mercenary price. But as long as the vantage point rules are what they are, Trapper is going to be hired as a mercenary at eight soul stones. Yeah. If the map has a high vantage point, you're hiring a Frycore Trapper to stick on it. Yeah. And yeah, you can totally blame Colody for that. I, I, I accept that. Yeah. On my show notes, the first bullet point is thanks a lot, Colody. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah, yeah. this model, this model was balanced around you being able, only able to get one long range shot off a turn, mm-hmm. not three. <laughs> Sorry, uh, geez. Ashes and Dust is now the game's very first fourteen soulstone model. Hooray. So everyone be really hyped about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This doesn't slow down Hamlin or Leviticus using him at all. Um, you know, the two free totems from Jackdaw and all the rats from Hamlin mean that. Paying 14 for him is not that big of a deal, activation-wise. Uh, and interestingly, the uh, Scramble Ashes and Dust is still exactly the same cost, because even though Ashes and Dust is more expensive, Scramble is cheaper. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> so if you want your Ashes and Dust turned up, you know, to 11 by giving it Scramble, you still can. If well, you ran out of Oath Keepers for the rest of your crew. Uh, you can't give him Oath Keepers. Oh yeah, because he's immune to conditions. Different. Yep, so really, it was either Scramble or Nothing for Ashes and Dust. Um, I'd say the most common was probably Nothing, but the Scramble Ashes and Dust uh, caused certain crews that liked to hang back on their backline, um, like Reva, a lot of problems when Ashes and Dust can get to her on the second turn. Okay, it's time for us to take another break. Yay! We didn't talk about Scramble yet. We talked about Scramble throughout the entire Outcast section. Uh, it, it costs one instead of two. Um, it's going to basically be actually used for things now. Taylor, Bishop, and Ashes and Dust all still like it, but those were the only models that liked it before, so they can still be friends. Then to kick off this last segment, we have the dirty, filthy resurrectionists, starting with Hayredden, who is a model I'd never seen play before this errata, so I'm interested to see if anyone will use it now. I have used it before. Am I right in saying, Flynn, that he is part offense, part really cool lore, part debuffer, and he's kind of a mess that needs his own engine, but you don't want to make the own engine for just an enforcer? He he is, but I found him useful on a Riva crew because he just goes kill something, and then you have a corpse marker that she can cast things through, and since Harrison it's nearby, it's debuffing all of that, so it's buffing Riva's, mail, Riva's attacks. Yeah, he gives a positive flip to damaging all models within four inches of him, either friendly so the, or enemy. He's really bad in the sense that he will, he will, uh, if he's trying to debuff the enemy, he's also debuffing you. But if you're arcing or you're casting through a marker, it becomes really decent. So I've used him on some situations when Revive on the board. And there's a lot of, of buildings or rough terrain is going to be hard for models to move through since he has flight. And I think that going down might might mean that I can put him more times on the table. I don't know. I'll see. Six soul stones, I think, um, might entice more people to take him. Uh, I mean, you mentioned that you take him in Riva Cruise. I think Riva probably still has better options. It, she does. But uh, it's like in that day, for some reason, you don't want to bring Archie because, as I said, the board is complicated and maybe Archie cannot pass through things. You bring him so that he just pops 
pop, kill something, and starts the whole chain. As, as Joseph has said, you need you need an engine for him to work. He does not just work out of the box, uh, and it's really complicated to work him properly. I mean, that seems like something that resers probably aren't going to want to deal with most of the time. You know, they generally have plans for their cards that they need to set stuff up with, and that stuff is usually exactly. stuff their master's going to do. So passing that down to an enforcer doesn't really seem worth it. Making an engine for Hayridden feels like cheating a severe card for minions. It's like, why mm. am I doing this? Because your opponent has no idea what the fuck is going on. It's like, wait, what's that model? What does it do again? <laughs> I better cheat something big now also, instinctively. Um, okay, that's nothing. Oh, Alright, so the Shikome costs 7 now. I think with this reduction, Shikome are really good and are like a contender for the most improved Rezor model on this list. Because it has synergy with itself, because it can give out adversary, and it's a spirit, so it hates things with adversary. And it has a 1 AP charge if the enemy has poison, and there's a lot of incidental poison happening right now. It makes it easier to summon, because it's one less soul stone. And with being 7 soul stones, its abilities and its stat line are now super appropriate. And people were already taking them as, like, blank harassers by just, like, hiring one. And it's nice to see the key to unlocking poison, Marcus, is closer and closer. <laughs> that will never work. This this was another model that I never really saw people take. Like at eight soul stones, it just seemed like most people I saw it hired a complete non-option. I saw it, it singularly hired a couple times, but I never saw this thing summoned because there were better models at eight. Like punk zombies, still, why would I not take a punk zombie instead of Shikome? Shikome are fast and they enable spirit stuff. And because yeah. you're playing Kirai, the spirit stuff usually she just summons all of her spirits and hires Rezzer good stuff is what I've noticed from Karai, but sure. So now she can summon this, can she? Yeah, but it's, it's cheaper. Mm, it's an expensive summon for Karai. And Karai is a support master first to summon her second. Um, you know, I think the students all being one soul stone cheaper, except for the valedictorian. I mean, of course, they need to be cheaper. Like, they're too expensive to summon. They were too expensive to hire. Um, and unless you knew, like, you're facing a person who only has Hoffman, well, then you pick the student to steal. Or they just declared a faction that is a super majority of one type of model. Like, they declare guild, so you take Viscera. Yeah, like... They're really annoying when they come popping out of a uh, Forgotten Marshal, I will say that. Oh yeah, that was the that was the best use of the students was the forgotten marshals. Like I died. Yeah. Oh, here's this. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. I I don't like that. Here's this to your face. But there's a snake monster in my boot. <laughs> I uh I don't see a significant change in kind of what they do other than if you are playing Molly or playing Terra and you want to summon a horror and you want to summon the appropriate student, it is now one card easier. People are still trying to summon stuff with that dumb little totem i mean i've moved on from karina a long time ago but you know it's has fun the world to do. moved on from karina it's fun no. to do sometimes or has karina moved like, on from the world <laughs> karina's, karina's summoning can be fun sometimes like i think it's nice to use against people who maybe aren't ready for what the child and terror can do together as far as like experience wise go like there are people who like i think you feel like you learn how to deal with summoning early in your malifaux experience more than you learn how to deal with like seven pull from eternities in a turn <laughs> or just like random bombs off of the child when they were over there last turn and now they're coming to your face over here like 
I think that it's just a little bit friendlier to use Karina instead of the Terra Child combo. Okay. Next thing is, uh, like all the other writers, Dead Rider is now 10. Well, not all of them. Not all the other writers. The mechanical oh, writers yeah. still cost 12. Because it's still the best. Um, the Dead Rider at 10. Uh, honestly, Maybe. I think that it's not going to be a big res or higher still. It wasn't before. I don't think it has changed. Yeah, like it's very good, but there are a lot of very good Rezzer 9 and 10 Soulstone models. The big problem with it is that the scythe is melee six. If it was melee Wait. seven, I could be, see this being an entirely different conversation. I mean, all all the riders are melee six, and they have to be given how ridiculous their uh, triggers can get. Um, I think that what's nice about the dead rider is he can be off entirely by himself. He doesn't require any help. He doesn't use any models to help him. He just does his thing. He just jerks around, moves models over to where they don't want to be, <laughs> smacks them around with the scythe. On a faction with Karunemi, sorry. Um, yeah. You have a 10 Soulstone that, that's really good and can also be by himself or mm -hmm. herself. Or, um, yeah. Are we saying the Dead Rider needs to be 9? We're saying that the Dead Rider <laughs> should be 10, but the most significant reason for him being 10 and his biggest impact is with the Leviticus Riders list, which now only costs 40 Soulstones before upgrades. So you can really turn that up because you, now you will always summon the Mechanical Rider in because it's well, the most expensive one. Yeah. So now you can either hire a scheme runner with leviticus or you can really get uh wild with upgrades and a bunch of soul stones for Levi levy to use which i think uh is its own sort of super fun you and i have a different agreement of super fun <laughs> well One my of those super, super fun is has using four giant beater models that are going to distract you from the best killer in the game <laughs> one of those super funds has a trademark symbol next to the fun and the f is capitalized and mine is all in quotes <laughs> uh, the nurse now costs six soul stones, which, like I said before, doesn't affect Jackdaw, but I think it actually does affect Resurrectionists. Yeah, because a lot of Resur crews just automatically took a nurse because it was an always include utility model. It was able to screw around with conditions. It has decent enough mobility. You can use her to stack poison. Late game, when all the dust is settled, she can just do a scheme or two. And when we look at models that used to be always include, look what happened to them. This was going to happen to the nurse eventually. Uh, and Seamus got a little tweak as well, right? This is a Seamus Sinister Reputation attack? Yeah. Sinister Reputation was for his uh, base. It's the preferred upgrade from the base book where you get health back from failed fear checks and stuff like that uh and you no longer can uh pin it down you know like pin down live for pain so that it, you can't, they can't use it instead they have to do the old melee straddle at two to three inches well mm -hmm. no just outside one inch you have to melee straddle him you can't just get in his face and be like haha you have to either glove slap me or deal with me it but, was a good change. Yeah, I think it's a good change to Seamus as well. Um, Seamus to me has always been a really interesting Rezzer model. He's obviously very popular for the zombie hookers, which are also very popular. Um, and he's real hard to get rid of, uh, no matter how much Ruthless you have in the crew. So, you know, any slight tweak to him to make the Rezzers uh, a more competitive faction outside of Nicodem, I think is good. We'll see if this is enough for Seamus. Can, can we say zombie hookers on this yeah. podcast? Yeah. Yeah, well, okay. we'd be able to. Joe said the F word earlier. No, I didn't. <laughs> I, I, I opened my mouth and a perfectly modeled sine wave came out of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so 10 Thunders. Um, lots of last Blossom tweaks. 
Yeah, because Last Blossom were kind of bad, aside from the giant scorpion monster demons that they got. And, you know, most of them were pretty good. But the uh, two henchmen were really bad. Yeah. And the one of them is now hilarious because she has a cash of seven, but only costs six. Yeah. And the thing is, well, we're going to talk about Yamaziko. Even at six soul stones, I still think I'm not going to take her. I don't know. Derek has seen what happens if Yamaziko does her work. Oh, where she just goes up to the enemy master and just says you're <laughs> just... discarding all your cards? <laughs> yeah. Like, in one of Derek's... Granted, it was one of his first games, but I picked Outcast Misaki, and I just got Yamaziko into Lynch's face, and he just didn't do anything. Just wrecking his wrecking his hand, using those positive twists so that she couldn't do anything. Um, he was trying to lure her in, and she was just like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Like, it was basically the best Yamaziko has ever performed in a game in the history of time. But when she does her work, it's fun. Uh, the other, Ototo, now costs 9 soul stones instead of 10. Which, why would you hire him even at 9? Uh, I can maybe see hiring him at 8. Yeah, he, he needs to be 8 and just have some of his numbers lowered a little bit. He's, you know, he's not real fast except on the charge. He does hit hard, which is nice, but I think it's kind of a problem for a lot of the expensive 10 thunders. Yeah, there's a you know a couple problems for some of the expensive Ten Thunders models, and that's that they can't actually get in position to do what they're set up to do really well. Like in addition to hiring one of them, you also need to hire Sensei Yu, who's expensive. And if Sensei Yu is pushing around your henchman or your big enforcer, he's not pushing around your master, <laughs> so it really leaves him in a tough spot. And he uh, is competing against the Fuhatsu now as well. I think Fuhatsu is actually a decent take now costing only nine soul stones since he has an errata grade so he has a melee attack and he has a little bit higher speed from it so it just means he has one less upgrade slot to work with and just treat him as like a samurai cranked all the way up to 11 they can use soul stones for stuff and he can be a decent ranged threat and also he can be obnoxious if your opponent is trying to use a uh, forced movement against him and he just says no so you can just sit in an alley and just gatling gun things coming down at him i mean a little bit of me wants to do kind of the same comparison between fuhatsu and ototo as the judge and samael except that ototo is better than samael and fuhatsu is not nearly as good as the judge yeah <laughs> and fuhatsu it's, is it's the more balanced and self 10 thunders version like it should be nine to eight fuhatsu to a toto you know nine for fuhatsu is probably fine but he still struggles like even with his errata upgrade to get into place where he needs to be to do his work compared to some other totally not broken 10 thunders options like the jorugomo or the yasunori in this type of price range uh dawn serpent is another marcus buff it's nine soul stones now i also saw it taken with mei fang sometimes to set up burning because he can do it at range also he has poison <laughs> yeah. like the dawn serpent is fine it was fine at 10 soul stones also he is really obnoxious to kill since he can heal off of things that have cast actions yeah. near him i did always enjoy when 10 thunders crews would be built with this is the only minion in a hunting party pool <laughs> Because it's a super expensive minion that can hold his own. Yeah, it's a minion that takes a lot of killing. And if you don't have it done by turn three, there's not really a lot of point in keeping trying. <laughs> He's also real pretty. 
and it's a real pretty model. That's true. And there's a lot of people that he do needs some a real flight great stand included of... in his kit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of people who do kind of like some mini conversions on it that look pretty nice. Yeah, he's definitely one of those models that people can take and uh, do some gorgeous stuff with. So. Uh, Ten Thunder's Archer is now cheaper than the Katanaka Sniper, which makes sense because it's worse, but <laughs> still not cheap enough to hire. There is like the the only way you can make them work is you take like two or three archers. You have the upgrade on someone babysitting them. Probably uh, who is babysitting them? Fuhatsu. Well, maybe Fuhatsu, but I was thinking a utility person, like either Chiaki. Well, you're is talking like them. at this point, you're talking like twenty-five soulstone investment to do something that's really not worth twenty-five souls. Uh, just for just like lost lots of blast markers for damage three is what you're getting at the end of Instead, it. Instead, you could have Yasunori and you know some of the other kind of mid-range ten thunders hitters. Like you could have a sniper and Yasunori and um, I'm trying to think of some five soulstone options. Torakage, which is going to be much better at killing things than yeah, that. The other babysitter I model, I would put them with is Mr. Tannen. <sighs> <laughs> but it's a moot point. Yeah. Maybe people start taking archers at six. Probably not. Um, but at five soul stones, I can see some people taking high river monks. They're deceptively beady because they can, they can put in a decent amount of burning. burning. Yeah. Yeah. They can stack up burning. I can see, especially Sensei Yu, who was kind of looking at these guys already sometimes, looking even higher at some monks of high river to do some work for him. But they're not a particularly exciting model. Um, you know, they're kind of cool looking, but exciting in terms of game rules. They still basically do exactly what they did, which is minion level beating, which is not super important. Uh, the Terracotta for, Warrior. For lower Soulstone games, it becomes much more important. But I don't know how many people True. are playing lower Soulstone games. That's fair. Uh, the Terracotta Warrior now costs six, so it got a slight nerf by being slightly more expensive. I don't think it this changes real, anything about was, them at all. Yeah, they were real good and a lot of shenanigans were able to be done they think weird didn't expect so because of that now they're six leviticus you know construct leviticus is still going to be interested in hiring one lucia's still going to be interested in hiring one all of ten thunders is still going to be interested in hiring one like six soul stones it's still super good seven soul stones probably no one would hire it at all like it's a model that i think is impossible to price in a way that where it's a competitive point and not an auto include versus a not competitive point and never using it so either, you know, we're going to be okay with the fact that Terracotta Warriors are in most Ten Thunders games, or we're not. Yasunori um, is 13 Soul Stones now, so he's gone up to Ashes and Dust's old price point. Everyone saw this coming because he just deals a cancerous amount of damage, and he has no ability to back it up, and everyone saw this coming. He's now the most expensive rider. Haha, <laughs> meme. <laughs> he's not technically a rider, otherwise Leviticus would be amazing. Oh my goodness, if Leviticus could turn the Hodge Podge Emissary into this bad boy. We would just leave the dead rider at home. And Masaki's upgrade that made her from bottom tier master to absolutely broken. People were cheesing their butts off with her. I mean, just in 10 Thunders. She still wasn't very good, I guess. <laughs> the lack of recalled training is so huge for Misaki in Outcasts. Um, but the storm is now changed to, a, to doing blast markers within 8 inches. And she has to see it. And the markers no longer have the language that say... 
that they ignore uh, armor. So her ability to just blast everyone. No, they ignored all reductions. And they don't do that anymore. It doesn't do that anymore. It's just blasts that deal damage is reduced normally. Um, It's still good, obviously, but it is not nearly as wild and crazy as it was. Instead, Um, you just have a way to deal medium range damage with her instead of needing to get up and close with the Basento. So overall, Joseph, outside of Poison Marcus, who do you think are kind of the big winners? The, hmm, I think the big winner from these point changes is going to be Guild. I I really think the Guild Guard Captain Dashiell package is going to be something we're going to see. And you convinced me of it, either bringing like three to six Guild Guard and Dashiell and one other Guardsman buffer of your choice. Really? It's not... Sorry, Flynn. Sorry, I thought... No, no, I was just just questioning only... I I thought that you were going more for six. Well, three to six. Any amount in between, depending on what else you want to bring. So you could bring... I thought that, that it could be more like three or six, nothing in between, to have them either on a small pack of three or two small packs of three. I mean, so you don't necessarily need to have them in packs. You're going to have them right around Captain Dashiell so they can ready, aim, and fire and just do just stupid amounts of work. And also, um, you're probably going to be leaving one or two behind as you move them through the board so one or two of them can start doing some scheming. But, yeah, I, um, I'm tempted to agree with you because I think that the judge at eight is phenomenal. I think the guard package is phenomenal. I think guild lawyers at five um, is going to be cancer. And honestly, the guild needed it. Um, you but know, I, I, thought think... that, I thought that Derek saw that the big winner was um, Neverborn. Didn't, didn't Derek say that? I mean, that's what the internet is saying because they didn't get any nerfs at all. But what was buffed, who cares about any of those things being cheaper? Like the Hooded Rider is probably the best one. All the Neverborn point changes were about making things usable. Yeah, they get used in their specific theme now, but they already got used in that specific theme only. So, what? That's kind of my attitude towards those buffs. Like, I still think you bring Baby Kate and basically Pandora lists only. Uh, maybe some Willith lists. Uh, Bad Juju is basically still coming only in Zoraida. Beckoner is basically still only coming in Lynch. Lulu is I'm going to get my honorable five. mention over to Beast Marcus. Because he, he, he got a lot less points for all this stuff now. Yeah. I think Marcus... Um, well, you can take cheaper beasts now instead of just t- only taking the Omega Beast. I was going to give my second place to Gremlins, actually. Uh, I think they're kind of you know better versions of Bayou Gremlins, costing you know five and four is going to make them interesting as options to include like one or two of instead of just spamming just Bayou Gremlins. Um, you know, I think that the, the cheap, that making Mancha Roja and Raphael cheaper is going to be huge uh, i don't think that the burt jepson mctavish lists particularly affect their use in faction so i think that the gremlins are actually quite the winner in these errata upgrades as well which i think is very contrary to what the internet is saying because people are always going to complain when really popular models like burt jepson and mctavish uh get even slightly nerfed but uh, i think the gremlins have the ability to ask more questions of their opponents than just how do you deal with us 
having a shit ton of us now. I mean, they still pose the question. I mean, that's it's still a question that they pose, but they have other questions they can ask as well. Like, how do you deal with getting two things charged by this wild boar on the first turn? How do you deal with this Bayou Bushwhacker getting a bunch of free shots whenever we miss with our reckless attacks? You know, how do you deal with Mancha Roja actually being super good now? Ugh. Yeah, he's a big problem now. Like, I think that the built like Gremlins, the models that are rotted for Gremlins should be used more than I think most of the other models. You know, I think their usage rates are going to change more than the other factions' models, other than the guild that were changed. Uh, other than Desperate Mercenaries, which previously were in the trash and people will probably use for a little bit before putting them back on the shelf. So we got like a month of Desperate Mercenaries. You think that they belong in the shelf still? I mean, they look nice. <laughs> Both of the sculpts for Desperate Mercenaries are great models. If they were really good, if they were even decent, it would be, you know, nice, but they're not. So, but yeah, I think that the changes to Gremlins are second to Guild in kind of impact on what is going to be used. Um, the Arcanist Beast upgrade, you know, buffs are interesting, but really only one of them is going to be hired outside of Marcus. Um, and I don't know how much the rest of them will be hired even in even with Marcus. Slate Ridge Mauler, I actually really like at seven, but like looking at him, I can already kind of figure out how I would deal with the Slate Ridge Mauler. And I don't think it's that difficult. I mean, I don't think the question is that it has to be difficult is that if you're dealing with that, you're not dealing with something else. Well, I mean, that's basically how I would deal with it. I just leave it alone. <laughs> like it, it's still pretty slow, even with its errata upgrade. Like unless it's somewhere where I absolutely need to be, I'm not terribly worried about the Slate Ridge Mauler, but it only costs seven and it does have a deterrent. Like I don't want to send a lot of my models that cost seven one-on-one against the Slate Ridge Mauler. I think it will win, you know, its fights at equal levels, which is good. But those are my thoughts. Derek, what are your thoughts? You really don't know how to read, huh? Uh, I'm, I guess I'm not in that thread anymore. He said, oh. make sure to bitch about Terracotta being a stealth Lucius nerfer me when you get there. <laughs> I, think, I think the Guild Guard buff will make up for that. Okay, uh, and then I think faction that I guess is made the worst at the end of this. Uh, I don't think there's an enormous effect on resurrectionists and their buffs. I don't think they got a lot from their buffs. Uh, they got buffs to a bunch of situational models. Um, I think people are obviously going to look at the cost increased Ashes and Dust, the Frycore Trapper and Johan and say that outcasts were hit pretty hard. But Yeah, but the models that got hit are ones that need to be hit. I mean, and honestly, the, in outcasts, those are that's not a hit like none of those it was hits a hit for everyone effect. using them not outcasts yeah like johan at seven if i want a relic hammer he's still going to be my choice hardcore trapper at seven two of them's 14 that's still you know some problems to ask at 14 you know obviously it was a little nicer to hire two of them at 12 but if it means i don't have to deal with three colody shots i'm okay with that but yeah, I think breaking it down, that's really, you know, the question is really who's second. I think Guild's definitely first. Uh, I think Resurrectionists are definitely the ones who kind of get the least to be excited about as far as buffs go. Though, I guess I don't see a lot that's exciting in the Ten Thunders buffs either. Google. <laughs> Google? What about Facebook? Are we on Facebook, Flynn? I have no idea. Google will tell you. You're the worst. Joseph, are we on Facebook? I'm going to show notes so that way I can rattle it all the way down. You can contact us by 
email if we made any mistakes or you want to write in, make some comments about stuff. Lecturenotes from the breach at gmail.com. Facebook, we're slash breach notes. Twitter, we're at breach notes. We're on SoundCloud, it's where you might be listening or pulling an RSS feed from. We have, and the RSS feeds we have coming out are from SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. And if some, if some of my colleagues have done a mistake, just message me. I'll give you their phone number. If I've done a mistake, don't message me. We will send a, a mix of 15 if you want desperate to... mercenaries and guild guard to their house. If you want to argue with me on Twitter, I will argue with you all day. If you're European, especially. <laughs> it's my and... favorite people to argue with. People where it's impossible for us to settle our differences. Because we're six time zones apart. <laughs> and at the end of that, study up. Three, At least I'm not drunk two, this time. I like Midwest board game and they're real good. Ch check it. So you're just drunk. Yeah. Three. You're terrible, Chicago internet, Flynn. Yeah. Study up. No, you can't make me. The music used for this podcast is Oppressive Gloom and the Mist by Kevin MacLeod of Incompetech.com. The music is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0.